Welcome to Broad Gauge Gossips, the podcast where you can learn about the faculty of the Department of Military History in the U.S. Army Command and General Staff College. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Department of the Army, Department of Defense, or U.S. Government. Hello, we are here today with Associate Professor Dr. Jeremy Maxwell. Hello. So we're going to talk a little bit about what, where you come from and, and what you do here in the Department of Military History. So um, first, tell us what, what your educational background is. Uh, I did my uh, bachelor's in history at Loyola Marymount in, I guess it's Santa Monica, Westchester, California. Uh, master's at Ball State in Indiana and my uh, PhD at Queen's University in Belfast. Um, I was. I actually went over learning the Irish language after uh, Indiana and end up staying there. So that's why the vast differences in where the degrees come from. Mm-hmm. And then I taught at Southern Miss um, in their Warren Society program, and then came here. Okay. Uh, and what what are your specialty areas? Uh, in terms of comprehensive exam special areas, it'd be 20th century Irish history and modern American military history, Um, but in terms of writing, it has largely centered around uh, integration or African-American troops in the U.S. military, Um, lately more gender aspects as well, but mainly focused on African-American experience. Okay. Uh, And and tell us a little bit beyond the core and AOC course that most of us teach. Uh, What else do you teach here? What electives do you teach at CGSC? So broadly based here, I cover basically World War II through, I would argue, uh, the end of Vietnam. So with respect to specific classes, it would be World War II, but the Pacific Theater of World War II um, can do, but have not done specifically yet here in Korea. And then um, I did Vietnam when I first came here, um, which has been then taken over by Dr. Clemens. Um, and I teach with my colleague, uh, Dr. Riato, on the race and gender in U.S. military history, where we discuss different ethnic groups um, and gender groups and their um, associations or their their timely issues within the military establishment. Okay. Let's dig into a little bit of this to, to learn a little bit more about you. Um, so in, in your background, you say you, you, you have these degrees kind of from a variety of places around the United States and elsewhere. So how did you go on that journey? What brought you to the different institutions where you where you finished degrees? Well, interestingly enough, I went to Loyola Marymount straight out of high school and was not ready to do school. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, took a little bit of time, uh, and then uh, when I started doing it part-time, um, as soon as I finished, I literally just jumped and made the switch to Ball State. I think I was not inclined towards the uh, you know graduate exams or whatever like that I never really <laughs> put too much effort that's an awful thing to say put too much effort into them so I uh, Ball State was offering a good deal with the studentships and things and it was a good chance to go someplace new that I hadn't been and uh, while I was there I was doing um, like I said 20th century Irish stuff too so as part of the summer both summers I was there uh, I went over to Ireland and did the language um, and then just stayed <laughs> after I finished. Um, and then Queens 
really that was an interesting journey. I, at the time, I had thought about doing something in 20th century Irish or Irish military history, um, and I was met with a bit of resistance, um, oddly enough, something to the effect of why would we have an American teach Irish history? So I went the American route and um, had a very good advisor um, in terms of, so Dr. Catherine Clinton, who was the draw for U.S. history in, at Queens at the time, um, she was very big on the racial, social, gender aspects. And I had a lot of help along the way too with uh, Dr. William Taylor at San Angelo, Angelo State University for the military side of things. Um, and I've been kind of tied to hip to him forever. He's been a great mentor as well. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up there. And then really to try and force the issue of getting into full sail academia, I had to really make the jump back here because, I mean, you know, I mean Ireland's fantastic, but there's just only a handful of schools. So the pool is very small. Right. Um, and um, this experience has been probably the most re rewarding because I have a lot of like-minded people where I can actually discuss things and not worry about stepping on anybody's toes and so it's been very kind of refreshing for that aspect and you know I, I envision myself either staying here or going back to Ireland at some stage and that's kind of where I'm at now. Okay um, for our listeners who may not be too familiar with the, the school system in, in Ireland and the United Kingdom um, what is Queens and kind of how does it fit in the spectrum of, of higher education? So that's an interesting question because <laughs> without getting political, it is on the greater island that is fought over of Ireland and then the UK. So technically it's a UK university, fits within their Russell group, which is, I guess, comparable to the Ivy Leagues here. Um, a very good school. And the reason why I chose that, I was living in Galway um, and Galway is a great school, but it's always no more of an engineering school, not necessarily for um, history I mean they have a history department but it's just not doesn't make the the jump as much you know across mm -hmm. bigger areas so I specifically sought out I knew Dr. Clinton was working there and um, had a real good conversation and she agreed to take me on so um, I had the I guess if you will the the prestige behind that so that was kind of the forcing function and going there mm -hmm. um, but yeah I mean it's a great school for many programs situated in Belfast which Again, uh, Northern Ireland. I, I, island of Ireland, but United Kingdom. Right, yes. Okay, so uh, and something else you said that was very interesting that I think is worth talking about. Um, you're, you specialize in issues of subalterns, essentially, right? You said particularly uh, black American troops, but also increasingly issues of gender. Yes. Now, a lot of our listeners, and particularly people who might be more familiar with more traditional areas of military history, uh, assume that what we do is study operations and commanders. So how does what you do fit within the very broad category of military history? I, th I think it kind of bridges the gap between that traditional operational style history and a newer social military history, if you will. Um, I do look at commanders. I look at, um, now in my case, it has been a top-down approach, which I know is perhaps not PC in the field, but within my topic, looking at the progression of African-American service and uh, their gaining entry into the military, you kind of have to go for that approach because those are the officials that can enact change within the system. Um, but yeah, so very much um, how they interact with the establishment itself, 
um, with um, how did that force changes within civilian society um, and pretty much the interplay between the two um, and that largely uh, continues through subsequent research tied to that initial stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's funny. I, I kind of laughed when you said new military history because that used to be the term for it, right? right? And that was, you know, 40 or 50 years ago. Right. So, and, and I'm in the same boat you are. I also have a, a specialty in some, some gender stuff. Um, and it's it's interesting because you do sometimes get the pushback, right? You do oh, yeah. sometimes get the people to say, why aren't you doing drums and trumpets? Yeah. Um, so what's your response when people say that? Uh, the one thing I would say is that military history to me is so important because... If it makes sense, it's been kind of the one constant throughout the human experience. So um, it has, in some form or fashion, had an impact on societies, whichever society that may be, throughout time. And I don't think you can actually get at the heart of decisions made operationally without um, discussing perhaps the social or political issues that accompany them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm nodding vigorously because, of course, societies generate armies. They don't exist in a vacuum. Right, and I guess this is more of the, uh, what, so you made the comment about the new military history. I guess that would be what we call war and society approach now, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think what our, what our listeners will hopefully take away from this is that military history is a very big tent. It is, right. And there, there's a lot that relates to it that's not just operations and drums and trumpets, right? No, and I think it's, I think it's imperative that one, one informs the other. Otherwise, you're, I guess in a way, only getting half the story, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and another aspect of that, so you study the, the mid-century, mid-20th century U.S. Army, and we're in a pretty good place in the country for that. Um, between the, the two presidential libraries that are close to us with the, the Eisenhower and Truman libraries and proximate to uh, NARA, Kansas City. So what's it like doing research here in the center of the country at Fort Leavenworth? So this is interesting, right, with our... Pr- COVID times in the last few years, but um, I came to Kansas City before I taught here specifically to do Truman and Eisenhower for my original book. Um, Truman's great. I've, I've had nothing but good experiences there. Uh, they're very accessible, much so more perhaps than, you know, the big repositories that I need to usually tap, which are, you know, uh, the National Archives in Maryland. Um, however, um, um, I did kind of a a quick trip where you know I had a little time to play with. I had Truman outlined, and uh, they were great. Got all my resources, and while I was here, I happened to be able to research some on Eisenhower's site. And because it's three hours away, I literally could just drive there for a day. I you know talked to the archivist ahead of time, and he pretty much had everything set for me. Um, at the time, I think I was probably one of only two individuals in the place, so I had complete reign of the place and uh, was able to get what I needed. Um, I'm sure that I will be tapping that again as I do more like Cold War era topics. Um, they're great little facilities. I think the presidential libraries in some ways uh, serve a better clientele than you're able to you know, get information at some of those bigger ones. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Kansas City, probably not thought of for that, has a lot of things from the World War One Museum to these uh, archives that you're talking about. And then also um, some of the kind of oral history approach that's now becoming also more popular. I know, um, was it was it Hayes Hayes College in uh, the middle of Kansas? Fort Hayes State. Fort Hayes State. Yeah. They have some oral histories from uh, um, soldiers from the state in the time. So a lot of the uh, information that I have obtained have been through those state historical societies, 
or universities to keep those. So, I mean, there are quite a bit of resources in the local area. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a hidden gem for particularly mid-20th century U.S. history, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you switched gears a little bit. So you, you mentioned you also have this kind of focus both, both I guess, culturally and, and his, historiographically in Ireland. Yes. So how does that fit in with your teaching here at the, the U.S. Army Community General Staff College? So it, uh, what I found very interesting coming here was there was a whole host of people that had some tie to Ireland to begin with, which was um, a shock. I mean, we have a number of people on the staff that either went to Irish universities or um, we have Professor Kaut that like um, probably is one of the more prolific writers on, you know, the 20s, like a certain period of 20th century Irish history, uh, where ours for is I would be wholly more focused the 50s forward, so like the Troubles period. Um, and um, but it directly correlates to the race and gender stuff that uh, me and Dr. Riato discuss as well because a lot of social movements that nationalists went through at the time were mirrored on the African-American movements in the US um, so while it may not be directly informing for our say core courses um, it very much has an impact on potential electives, and it can still be brought up as an example in terms of uh, building state armies in the 20th century and uh, what kind of social issues you have to grapple with that, indeed, they're still grappling with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the things that we go back and forth on is, is kind of jokingly, you know, the British Isles, the right. term that encompasses Ireland that a whole lot of Irish people don't like. And yeah. that's, a, that's a present issue, right? Um, yeah, it's ever-present. I, mean, I don't think it... Um, Unfortunately, we'll see too much of a change in that. I, mean, I know there's a lot of current events happening around that with the whole Brexit issues and things like that. Um, but um, it, it, Ireland is, is actually interesting. For a small country, it informs a lot of even potential border areas that we talk about with respect to the Middle East um, to, um, for lack of a better way to say it, state-sponsored terrorism, um, mm -hmm. things that... Um, perhaps or may not PC, but I mean very much a part of the 20th century world history. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as you said, a lot of us do have ties to Ireland. My ancestry goes back to Galway. So sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's very good. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Dr. Maxwell. I appreciate it. Please be sure to check out our other podcast, A Confused Heap of Facts, where we sit down with military historians from the Department of Military History and special guests to talk about topics in military history.